episode 62 of Fatalist, a podcast devoted to the supernatural series Lost Girl and all things sci-fi, supernatural, fantasy, and horror. My name is Dave, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Wayne, and here we are, season four finale. Here we are. Yeah, I think after the perplexing, uh, you know, penultimate episode of this season... I think maybe we're ready for a little bit more narrative making sense. Yes. And, you know, it's funny you use that word. And and you know what? You never – I never had heard that word until about a year or so ago. And and you hear it frequently now with serialized television shows. So – Yeah. You know, for a long time, I thought penultimate meant like beyond ultimate. Uh Uh-huh. And then – this is actually funny how I learned this. Um, I, I, I was listening to one of the, uh, s- series of unfortunate events books and, uh, the, the second to last one is called the penultimate peril. And so <clears throat> in these books, they're actually really good for, for kids and vocabulary because they have these big vocabulary words and they define them in the context. It's really neat how they kind of do it. And so they kept talking about the penultimate means like second to last. And so I was like, oh, really? I didn't realize that that's what it meant. I always thought like beyond the last or something. So, All right. So, Well, here we're here tonight to talk about episode 13 of season four, Dark Horse, written by Emily Andres, directed by Ron Murphy. And, uh, you know, before we get into it, though, uh, you know, I wanted I had a couple news items for last time and I forgot to throw them out there. So um, l- let me go ahead and do that now. Um, and, and one has to do with the ratings. And, and you know, back in the day, we used to talk about the ratings quite a bit. And it's been very difficult getting any ratings for, uh, you know, the, for Canada. But on Sci-Fi, the last one that, that was posted was for February 10th, which was episode five, Let the Dark Times Roll. And 600, uh, 630,000 viewers. Not a whole lot. You know, one of the lowest that we've seen on sci-fi, you know, I'm not sure what to make of that, but again, we don't know really. It means it's not doing as well in the States. Right. But but that doesn't mean it'll get canceled though. Exactly. Because we don't really know how Continuum and Lost Girl fit into the showcase, uh, you know, network and, and, you know, in, in terms of budgetary concerns because they both seem from everything I've read, even though I haven't seen the actual numbers that they're both doing still fairly well in Canada. So, you know, who knows now I did run across this and, and, and again, definitely the caveat, uh, I picked it up on spoiler TV and, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a website that I don't know, you know, like TMZ for, you know, popular culture, you know, whatever. So what, what this person posted, uh, you know, one of their, one of their uh, bloggers for Spoiler TV. Having just got my hands on the casting scripts for season five, cannot share these, sorry. I have to say I find them really, really odd. The scenes were all set in the same fey world as Lost Girl, but with all new characters with no mention or reference to any of the current characters or situations featured on Lost Girl. Not sure if this is a smart way of the producers hiding season five plot details, Casting scripts for all previous seasons were normal, featuring main characters. Or they're introducing a lot of new characters in season five, If this is, or if this is some kind of Lost Girl spinoff. There seems to be a plot about a fey group led by a new character, Maeve, uh, could be the new Morgan, plotting to reclaim the world from humans and no longer living in hiding, coexisting with humans under her own terms. So, you know, I don't know. Take it for what it's worth. Uh um, it sounds yeah. very dodgy. It does sound very dodgy, but uh, it was out there, so I thought I'd, I'd throw it and uh, you know, let the listeners decide. All right, now, you'll like this one. Former 11th Doctor companion Karen Gillan is returning to TV, but this time it's on our side of the pond, where she's going to star in her own American sitcom. Former Doctor Who actress uh, Gillan, who played Amy Pond opposite Matt Smith's Doctor for three years, has been... Uh, taken by the U.S. channel ABC to star in Selfie, which is described as a new comedic take on My Fair Lady, according to The Hollywood Reporter. She's going to play self-centered Eliza Dooley, <laughs> Dooley, Dooley, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who is so concerned with garnering likes and follows 
on her various social networking profiles that she fails to notice that she's pretty much hated in real life. Um, yeah, look, I'm going to at least watch it once. I'm going to watch it. I'll watch all four episodes. Yeah. So uh, now the other thing is she's uh, uh, apparently going to appear in a BBC sci-fi drama out of the Marvel group, the superhero blockbuster Guardians of the Galaxy, which I don't know a whole lot about. Um, so I guess I'm going to have to find out. But I, I think it might be if, well, I was about to say if you saw the end of Thor, but I know you didn't see the end of Thor. You know, and it's been on HBO or Showtime. Oh, no, or no, I'm sorry, not the end, of, the, the end of the Avengers. Oh, I saw the Avengers. Did you see, did you like scroll, go through the um, the credits where you get to that extra scene at the end? No, nah, probably not. I think it was the Avengers where they, they show um, Thanos, I think, who might have been the bad guy in, in Thor 2, because I actually still haven't seen the second Thor movie. But anyway, I think that's it's all that type of stuff. The Guardians of the Galaxy are kind of wrapped up with this, with Thor, and but I'm not sure. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> anyway. anyway, yeah, right. I'm gonna uh, look if I watched Olivia Munn's uh, horrid sitcom for two epi- uh, two episodes, I can at least watch Karen Gillan in one. So right, and uh, David Tennant also crossing the Atlantic to star in the American Broadchurch. Yeah, what is there a date on that? Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, because he. Was I, I really don't. Late. I don't even know if there's a point in that. <laughs> I, I'm still not sure exactly why they're doing it. Honestly. Yeah, well, you know, like the people who imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, I guess. Yeah, well, I guess they're they're looking to they're figuring the there wasn't a huge. I mean, there must have been a pretty decent American audience for them because the killing did so well. Was, yeah. But he says I kind of like know who did it in Broadchurch, so it's okay. Which I yeah. think I might have mentioned here before, but yeah. Well, David anyway, Tennant's awesome. So, so, so just to see David Tennant doing more stuff, All cool. Right. Right. Karen so, Gillan, having her do more stuff, good. So, yeah. yeah. Um, All right, Dark Horse. Any you know any thoughts on the title? Well, you know, I mean, I mean, there's a couple. I mean, obviously the. We have the you know, the literal horse thing. The now you're talking about you're talking about right, right, okay. That is dark and evil. Okay. Um, you know, uh, the dark horse is like the 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 one that's like not expected to win too, right? Right. right. So there's kind of like two things there. Um, that's all I got. <laughs> okay, and, and and you know is is so you know is Bo the dark horse? I mean, right. Well, yeah, exactly. Who is yeah. the dark horse? Right. Yes. So, um, you know, so I like the uh, you know the possibilities there. Um, interesting episode. I mean, I, I I'll tell you, I, I really, I, I really like this episode. The first time I saw it, um, I I don't think it was anywhere near as disjointed as episode twelve, but. You know, to be honest, I didn't like it as much the second time around. I think I have to kind of agree with that. So, um, you know, again, it seems like a lot of prophecies that are, you know, too many to keep track of. Uh, you know, we're, we're still in the you – know, now, we do see, you know, the themes of sacrifice and redemption, I guess, primarily through through Rainer and Kenzie. Um, you know, destiny calling, you know, it's just, it won't shut up. So, you know, there's that to deal with. And, you know, I mean, at the end, I'm not, I did really like the ending scene, but, you know, we'll get to that because I guess it's better to talk about the ending scene at the end of the podcast. Right. Yeah. Be in poor taste to do it before then. Yeah. But I, it just seemed to me like we basically had two stories that, you know, the, the preparations at the, everybody was going through to prepare for the Pyrrhus and then doing what it took to basically put down Massimo, you know, and that, right. uh, uh, you know, beyond that. When honestly, all they had to do was reach into his pocket. Yeah. Like, how weak was that? I was yeah. like, you gotta be freaking kidding me, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like this whole time, like, Oh, how do we kill Massimo? He's got the twig of Zamora, you know, it's like, Oh, uh, well, well, like a quick, 
check of his pockets would have solved that problem. Well, what would have been better is if he'd have dove on the floor and tried to grasp all the, you know, you know, the crushed twig and, and you know, no, you can't, you know, but at least they yeah. didn't do that. Yeah. Um, and, well, and again, I had enough of the embellished acting by that point to, uh, I was ready for him to have a sword in him. Yeah. Yeah, he's yes. going to take the the creepiness and the hissing voices and the shrugged shoulders and the now you're talking about fingers. you're talking about Bo, yeah, Massimo. Oh, okay, he's okay. Driving okay. me nuts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the time yeah. they killed him, it's just like, oh, I know how to get her. Oh, my mommy. Oh, you know, like that's just like, oh lord. Yeah. So and the guy's a decent. You know, like I, I thought he was awesome at first when we first met Massimo. And I said this before a million times now, but when we first met him. He was just a creepy dude, but he was cool. I liked him. He's on Being Human, and I like him on there. He's, his character is really good. He's a good naturalistic actor. But this playing the Massimo as a crazy guy, no. Didn't, didn't work out. Just too much. Too much. Yeah. Too over the top. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, Rainer sacrifices himself to Massimo. But, yeah, and why? Yeah, Exactly. Right. I mean, what does that accomplish? I like, mean, she like, so Bo's getting her ass, her, she's getting beat up. Okay. And, and, and Trick says, I'm going to get him, which was that. And, and Ray's like, no, let me do it. And he basically yeah. goes and gets killed. I'm like, right. I mean, tell the Valkyrie, my soul is hers again. I mean, Okay, so he's trying to gain redemption, but I mean, what did he do that was so bad that he needs to be redeemed, or is it just merely pure sacrifice? That- I, I, well, I think it's it's pure sacrifice in battle so that he can go to Valhalla. So, I okay. mean, what I really thought about that's what he accomplishes. His soul can go to Valhalla because he's dying a brave death on the f- fighting. Okay, right. I mean, does is he also sacrificing because he l- truly loves Bo? But for, but what does he do for Bo? Well, I you know I don't know. Good. I yeah. mean, he's dead, and and Massimo could go right back to beating her up if he wanted to. Yeah. 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 Or he could go and kill Trick too. Um, yeah. You know? so well, it's well, like like he 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 didn't stop or hinder or in any way prevent Massimo from doing what he wanted to do. Right. Now, I wonder, you know, because, I mean, nobody really has any idea what swallowing the origin seed is going to do. Right. I mean, because he goes through, you know, various situations where he seems to be doubling over in pain. And this was even one of them. Right. And that was another thing, because he said the foresight is too much because he is absorbing people's powers seems like once he kills them, um, he, he, he gets their power. And then uh, when he does absorb it, it like the when he absorbed Rainer's foresight, he was like screaming, saying it's too much. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, you know, on the one hand, I did like that aspect uh, because, I mean, it really was such an unknown. You know, the, the full power of the Una Men's swallowed not by a fae but by a human and a right. weak a weak human at that so uh well like I, you said I, I really expected that his undoing would be just that that the he would you know od on the origin seed or something like right that, you know um and his actual demise was much less dramatic i think yes yes well you know you mentioned bo's getting the crap beaten out of her and you know like go, really bad yeah but like he's but, breaking chairs over i'm like that's unnecessary Right, but then what I loved was you know, that scene where it's like, oh, I couldn't save Hale, I couldn't save Rainer, and then Tamson tells her, you know, man up and quit bitching. Yes, you know that was and, that was that was good. Right, and then Bo sucks her chi. Hmm, you taste different. Yeah, happy. She, she's happy. Yeah, and again, I mean, you look. There's, it's no mystery that I love Tamson, and and that I I love the character. I love how she's evolved over the course of the series and you know now that she's you know and so so in many respects i mean that was part of her problem that that you know rainer was supposed to be hers right that was yeah that was definitely her main problem right. was right. she was supposed to deliver rainer's soul to valhalla 
she didn't, and so she's kind of been kicked out of the Valkyrie land or whatever. Right. And and you know, while she's been making this transformation to a different person, you know, this just seems to be, you know, uh, I hate to use the phrase icing on the cake, but but just you know the Ouch. point. Yeah, I know. That was horrible. <laughs> um but but that the point where you know, she really is reborn. And you know, it's really going to be interesting to see what she's like in season five. And, and again, we've talked about this many times. Can you change sides? You know, will she align with the light or, you know, perhaps the dark's not as bad as we've been led to believe. Yeah. They're not so bad. Some of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and again, this, you know, they're going to have to reunite or, or they're going to have to unite, uh, you know, in the battle against, uh, the Pyrrhus. Or if they even show like, they're just, <laughs> it's just, dangling this big baddie in front of us for two full seasons now right yeah 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 and still no real payoff here yeah what you um, really think about they've kind of painted themselves into a corner here because like really is it going to show up like this big huge horse like the special effects on that were going to be astronomical well yeah oh, i agree and and i think the way they've done it with Tamsin has been pretty impressive. So it's obviously got to be something grander than that, you know, with right. the, within her Valkyrie wings, but, but still that's been pretty cool. So we'll see what they do. I mean, obviously they don't have a, a big time special effects budget, but uh, um, well, anyway, you know, Bo comes in and, and, you know, Lauren's been handcuffed by Massimo <laughs> and I like, you know, it's like, hey, don't worry, I'll be out of these cuffs in a second, you know, you know, I learned a lot from Kenzie. It's not just stealing panties. Right. So, uh, you know, and again, Massimo's clearly having issues uh, with the seed. And again, you know, I, I'm not sure exactly, you know, she's sucking his chi and then, and, you know, and then puts it back in and then takes Evanese and, and you know, whatever. Um, but I like, she says, he says, you almost had me there. You must have something extra in the slutty tank. Yeah, it's called coming apocalypse, Dick. <laughs> so there were some good lines, and, and you know, Bo had most of them this time. But, yeah, you know, it's just like some of the stuff in the show, like because you just mentioned that line, the slut tank, and I was like, you know, that's that's not nice. And then the whole like referring to women as boxes and muffs and everything, like all this synecdoche of you know. Yeah, well, the interesting thing though is you, you've. Just as often you hear Evany using it, right? And it's just like it's it's just it's like kind of overdone. It's a little off putting yeah. to be honest, because it's like yeah, it's like a people don't really talk like that, and b it's like you know, I mean, I hate to sound kind of like a wimp, but it's demeaning, you know. Well, yeah, no, it is. It <laughs> so is. like it's it's like I just kind of like. I figure if I'm noticing it, it must be real bad because I don't really notice anything. So I, I was like, you know, it's, it it just seems like they could back off on that a little bit, you yeah. know? Yeah. What? There was nudity? I didn't notice. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, Ebony shows up. Bo puts a blade to her throat and then again uses the cheese suck to disable Massimo. And it was still dramatic putting the blade through him and then, you know, for breaking Kenzie's heart. And so the revenge is there. Obviously, Kenzie doesn't know that she's done it at this point, but... Uh, but, but so it's like really weird what's, what's going on here because she starts to drain Massimo, but he stops it. Then I guess he maybe absorbed the succubus. So when he starts to drain from Ebony, but now he can't stop it, that he does yeah. stop it and we're, then, we're all we'll see and that's what it started getting confusing and then did she start does, is she the one moving it from massimo to i uh, you know i yeah i mean we get the point you know she's she's in control and and i guess the impressive thing i guess the thing we're really supposed to pay attention to is that she's more powerful than the origin seed i mean is that reasonable to, um, to, to say i i, I guess I but mean, she wasn't. Well, yeah, I, I, I guess. Well, I mean, you, you, you were going to say what she wasn't before when he was beating her ass. Yeah, yeah. So was of. it? Was it just? I mean, was it really just kind of testing out 
her powers. I mean, was it kind of, okay, well, look, I can kick his ass. Well, well maybe little, I can't. little rope-a-dope. Right. Maybe I can't, you know, <laughs> using those tactics. Yeah. And then she says, all right, let's use the tried and true. And, and you know, of course, she figures it out, I guess, and, and you know, obviously gets revenge for Kenzie. But I think the most telling thing in all that scene is then at the end when Lauren tells Bo that I'm yours – and Bo's response is, we have to go. Yeah. <laughs> so, But she does come back and, and, and kisses her. So, Yeah, but I, I, again, I, I, think that's, uh, I think that train has passed. So, uh, I'm not so sure. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Now, the other story, which is, I guess, probably a little more involved, you know, the whole preparations to deal with the Pyrrhus and, and – and, you know, Bo wanting to know more about her father and, and, you know, the whole thing about Trick, you know, claiming that he doesn't really know anything other than the fact that, you know, the blood of her, your father, whoever he may be, allows her to draw life from many, you know, so, so we know that, that her whole cheese-sucking abilities are, you know, far and beyond the, that of any other fae. Yeah, because she's got like the extra, you know, the, the hybrid blood, as she calls it, right? Right, right. And... You know, her blood can lift curses and lead armies. And, and uh, you know, so I, I, I guess we're at this point where, you know, I don't know what to believe when Trick speaks. You know, I mean, I, I get the feeling he knows far more about her father than he's telling. Uh, I'm, I'm, well, I, I just I don't I, I don't know. I, you know. I, at first, I was about to disagree with you, but then I'm thinking back, you know, a couple of episodes ago, maybe even last season, when we first see that picture of the Pyrrhus, and he's looking at it and he's worried. So, in that case, if he does, you know, that would seem to indicate exactly what you said that he does know more about the Pyrrhus. Though we always thought all along it was the Wander that he was worried about because they were getting all confused with the wander and the pyrapis wander rainer pyrapis you know all of it's just like who who's the bad guy here right yeah right and 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 again you know it's his daughter that's Bo's mother so i mean you're mean you mean to tell me that as the blood king you didn't know anything I, yeah, I or you didn't know the guy you handed your daughter over to. Right, right. right. So, you know. I don't know who you are, but here's my daughter in exchange for the bad thing that she did. So hopefully the war will end, person I don't know. Right. Yeah, it doesn't and, seem very and, likely, right? Right. And, you know, please put her out of her misery. You know, yeah. don't lock her don't lock her up for a hundred years or whatever. But all right, now, what's the page that Kenzie rips out of that book? I don't know if you noticed that or not. Right, um, that was the. I, I think it was the the bit about oh, this bit about uh, Bo's heart. Oh, okay. Remember, because she was talking about it with Tamsin, and Tamsin was like, "Oh, does that mean Bo has to cut her heart out of her chest?" Yeah, you know, right. It's like right. Tamsin, like, I, and I agree with you. Like, I, I, her care, I probably like her character the most out of all the characters this season. But she's still so like kind of like a simple character, you know. Like she's still young, kind of naive, and sees things on like a literal level. Um, but yeah, but that yeah, that's what it was that she ripped out that little prophecy. I don't know why she couldn't just take the whole book with her. But well, see, I wasn't sure was she trying to hide it from Bo? Or... Uh, yeah, that's probably it actually. Or or you know, but uh, and, you know, and then you know. She rips that out of the book, and then Bo tears up her dark fay contract. No piece of paper is going to tell me who I am. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Dyson's like, uh, I think there's more to it than that. <laughs> well, and and then again, you know, um, and again, you know, and I think we've said before that you know sometimes that I think I'd like this show better if it didn't have the relationship stuff going on, but. Dyson tells Bo, you know, all my life I've been searching for a king when now I realize I should have been searching for a queen, you know, and swears his fealty, tells her he loves her. And then she says, that's why I need you to serve with me, not for me. Right. At this point, I'm going to go all Paul Westerberg say, all my life waiting for somebody. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. All right. Sorry. Okay. That's uh, okay. That's from um, the singles. 
You ever see the movie Singles? Uh, yeah. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah, yeah it's Matt, an awesome movie. Matt Paul Dillon. Westerberg from the... Uh, uh, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm an idiot. So anyway, yeah, Paul Westerberg did a lot of that. Yeah, my wife The music for that. the soundtrack. I think, oh my God. I think she's got that soundtrack. I'm just having a fact. serious brain fart here. But anyway, I digress. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, but so, I, you know, again, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, look, he, it's no mystery. He's in love with Bo. Um, I don't know, you know, that, that statement, I need you to serve with me, not for me. You know, I want you to be my partner, not my. The, the replacements. Yeah. Paul Westerberg is the lead singer and guitarist of the replacements. Okay. Not guitarist, lead singer of the replacements. Right. Well, that was a great flick, though, too. Uh, George C. Scott's son, I can never remember. Campbell Scott, right? Was uh, he was the one? That Is he wanted, George C. Scott's son? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's the one that wanted to put in the train system in the city and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's great. He was. Uh, we, um, you probably didn't see the last Spider-Man movie, but he was uh, Peter Parker's dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the the Amazing Spider-Man. So, all right. Well, the other thing, we're not done with the zombies yet. Right. So, no, that, well, uh, the Revenants. The Revenants. So. Uh, <laughs> We don't use the Z good, word. Good point. Good point. Um, <laughs> you know, and I mean, look now. Now that they've sworn allegiance to each other, we're, you know, where else are Dyson and Bo going to go? But to the portal of hell, sure, uh, where she resumes her blue eye octave voice evil Bo routine. Yeah, which, we haven't seen that in a while. Oh, I've forgotten about oh, it. Really awesome. I, I, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and how does she come back to reality? Yeah. With a he, with a kiss from Dyson. With a kiss, yes. Um, and which I, I like the little like quips afterwards, like uh, you know, you know, yeah, you, you gotta get some new moves and everything, right? And but but then she does says about that kiss, I feel awesome, you know. Yeah. And that you know, but then you know the 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 idea comes up that she's channeling her father's energy through the portal, and and again, I, we're just not sure yet what to make of it. I mean, is she going to align with her father or is she going to put her father down? If, if, I mean, we're not sure. I mean, we know what the plan is supposed to be, right? She's supposed to, you know, put him down, but um, you know, maybe this is some kind of red herring and, and you know, he's not going to be this evil creature that uh, we're led to believe, but probably not. Sure. We, we spent, you know, one and a half seasons thinking that the wanderer was going to be this evil, bad guy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we've got, you know, we mentioned before that, that, uh, the light and the dark are uniting, you know, in this battle, you know, so Ebony and trick, um, <laughs> it's like, you know, how is it that we never got together? You're not, you're not <laughs> <Yeah>. my type. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. I like that. Uh, there, there was some good lines there. So, you know, Patrick, you are as witty as you are powerful. And, uh, you know, I, I love what she says. Uh, you know, bitch is just a word men use when they're threatened by the chicken charge. Yeah, you know, right. It's like, that's classic. Yeah, yeah. Um, some great, uh, great Ebony lines there. Yep. Um, if your grand slaughter's dad is who you're too afraid to say he is, well, we're all going to be barbecued anyway. Uh, barbecued. Yeah. Bo- oh, right, right. And be barbecued, uh, not barbecued. So, right. Yeah. Right, so she tells Trick that there's only one way to shut the gates of hell, and, and uh, you know, then Bo asks Dyson to watch over Kenzie, stop any revenants from getting anywhere. Um, you know, hey, if you have to have Tamsin cast doubts on their souls, then do that. Hold back the armies of hell? I thought you'd never ask, my queen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, really some some really superb lines. So, you know, I will say that. Um and then, uh, you know, we, we get Bo and Lauren together again. She's got, she puts on the necklace that that's the necklace Lauren gave her, I assume. Right. And then Lauren says, Oh, you're wearing that. Um, yes. So, uh, you know, who knows what, what, what any of this means. I'm trying to remember exactly when Lauren gave her that necklace, but yeah, obviously, you know, well, it's a Lauren gift. Yeah. Now, uh, well, I mean, it's a one where, where, I guess Lauren has run away, right? And and isn't Bo rifling through the drawers in her apartment and she finds the box? I don't know. Anyway, before we go too far off. All right. So yeah. so now I'll tell you the scene that that really had me on the edge of my seat, right? Kenzie comes back 
and you know, seemingly to renew their friendship. And she's holding that dagger, and you know, she's got her arms around Bo, and you see behind her, behind Bo's back, she's got that dagger in her hand. And I'm thinking, she's going to plunge the dagger in her. Did you think I that? did? Because I, uh-huh. again, I'm still thinking, you know, okay, fine, you're you're, you're acting happy, but you still, you know, blame Bo for not bringing Hale back. Right. And I, I kept waiting for that. And, and of course, that's not what she did. Then she, you know, I really love the way she, she held it out there for Bo to, to take significance. You know, Tamsin goes to keep an eye on Kenzie, uh, you know, and then time to stop dwelling in the past and get to fixing the future. Oh, it sounds like continuum. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, totally. But it, it was good to see that resolution, which we would need because otherwise – why would Kenzie sacrifice herself like that unless she had kind of, you know, resolved her issues with Bo right, and, made peace. You know, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, you need to do that for then. And, and honestly, I, I just wasn't buying it. Like I knew Kenzie, her character is upset and she's grieving and all kinds of things are going on. But the idea that she would completely blame Bo and be pissed at Bo just flies in the face of everything this show has been about, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like, out of anything that's happened in the show, the core of the show has always been that friendship between Bo and Kenzie. Right. That has been the absolute undeniable aspect of the show that, that never changed. And so for all of a sudden, Kenzie's super pissed at Bo and doesn't want to see her, doesn't want anything to do with her. That just, you know, that can't, that couldn't last. Right, right. And it's like, what is it with you, Faye, and your metaphors? You know, when, when she figures out that, you know, she, yeah. she she's the heart. Um, but the other thing, you know, the, the whole Tamsin, Dyson, uh, and then later Trick trying to hold off the revenants that you clearly know it's a battle they can't win, you know, yet, yet, you know, they do it anyway. Um, Kenzie finally tells Dyson time to close the portal and she walks in sacrificing herself. Right. Uh, You know, she recognizes that, you know, this is her destiny. It's almost like, you know, she had no place or she didn't see her place in the Fae community. and, And yet recognizing, you know, that, that this is, you know, her role and, you know, the, the, what she tells Dyson, you know, she loves you. She loves Lauren, but you know, it's me. I'm her heart. And it's just yeah, really, I mean, kind of a heartbreaking scene too. It, well, yeah, it's heartbreaking, but it's also heroic, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And like, I, I would say maybe slight, like you feel, obviously you feel a sense of loss and everything, but also you feel like, you know, Kenzie is, you know, it was like seriously stepping up here. And also, after seeing her feeling sorry for herself a lot of the last couple episodes, for her to instead whining, saying, oh, she likes everybody else. She's, uh, where is she? Woe is me. She's just like, you know, I am, I'm the man, basically. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and she's got a plan, right? She thinks she's going to go to Valhalla and, and, and is convinced Bo will come to her. You know, she wants to go out a warrior in battle, and and she says that you know Bo will never stop fighting to bring me home. So you know, like you said uh, said a minute ago, I mean, it had to end because they were too close for too long. What was it that Bo found in her pocket, realizing it must have been Kenzie's? Yeah, I I I was one. I is it the the wedding ring? I'm not sure. You know, I went back and looked at it a couple times, um, and I couldn't tell. So. It's got like a red stone in yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, and and it's on a chain. So the only thing I could think is that she it was the ring that Hale had given her. But I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. That's like my best. Well, that guess, would be so. that would that would really fit if that's F- a, feedback. We get people. <laughs> yeah, that would. But I mean, that would really you know fit you know with the significance that that you know again the whole giving your heart to a bow. But you know that scene. As Kenzie's walking into the portal, I mean, it just was stunning to me in that, you know, the camera kept alternating between full body and then just her legs and her boots. And, and, you know, obviously, you know, the boots were pure Kenzie, 
But I guess for me, it wasn't so much the boots, you know, but but her legs. And I mean, in that it seemed to be accentuating this this little wisp of a girl. Yeah, very like yeah. Uh, yeah it, I did notice. Like, I mean, obviously you've seen this before, but you look at you like, man, she's skinny. Yeah, and, and going toe to toe with with you know the most frightening, with the, this fearsome, horrible, right. dark lord. And, and then creature. and then you see you know Dyson with the silent scream, which was just perfect. Um, you know, it, it, and then Bo arrives just as she's about to enter the portal. And Dyson holds her back. Oh, just I'm getting chills right now. To be honest, talking about yeah, it. and and then yeah. they do it all like you said without dialogue. Yeah, like, it just has the music playing. Yeah, uh, the fighting going on, all the chaos, and she's just walking straight through it, uh, unarmed. Yeah, and then turns. Yeah, that last yeah, look and, was uh, was crucial, right. huh? And then you know, I look. I mean, I think we can we can tie just about anything into Doctor Who, but I mean, it was visually reminiscent of the Doctor's regeneration. I mean, I, I, yeah. I to me, that was unmistakable, but... Sure, sure. Um, and then we got the flash and then her dead body remains, you know, and then, and yes. then again, you know, Tamsin going over, um, you know, taking her soul presumably to Valhalla. Right, but you know, like how Tamsin at first seems the one to be the most upset. She's the first one to run over there. And you're like, why is that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, because, you know, Kenzie's really been Tamsin's big sister slash mother. Yeah. This whole season, right? right? right as right. as she kind of grew up again. Um, so the that relationship, that bond between those two is, would be very strong. So, yeah. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Right, and then you see Bo, you know, at first just looking horrified and then just eventually just breaking down sobbing, which, you know, I don't know. Look, I'm sure there are people that are out there thinking like, you know, you're a damn sap. <laughs> that was terrible. I, I, but, you know, I, I, I bought it. I mean, I did like no, it. No, I, I thought it was it was, a, it was definitely a, a very well done scene, I thought. very yeah. I, I, the was uh, edited really well, like – the music and everything, all the elements were, you know, very, right. Right. Well, the, I mean, a very evocative scene. Yeah, I mean, the whole last five minutes, because then you go to that scene where Dyson comes upon Tamsin, and is she outside of a graveyard? I mean, is this supposed to be Valhalla? I think it's supposed to be Valhalla. Okay. You know, and then when they walk away, it turns into just a regular wall, right? Right. And, and she tells him that he shouldn't be here. You know, I, I guess presumably because he's still alive, you're you're not supposed to be here. And he says she's gone, so we'll assume we, she means Kenzie. And then she says you can't let Bo find the second hell shoe. Right. Um, I'd forgotten about the hell shoes. I'd forgotten that there was one <laughs> still outstanding. So, um, so one it loose. And well, they gave over the other one to the Unamens. Well, I thought so. So actually, where's that one? And, I guess they got and it. And why can't Bo have it? Yeah. Well, and where is Kenzie? Yeah. Because it seems like she's not so much in Valhalla. Yeah. And and then you know clearly she's seen something. Dyson asks asks her what she saw, and then again just poignancy carries her away. I'm not leaving you behind again. You know, just that that you know this group has just gone. You know, so. You know, so tight. But the final scene, Bo driving through a cemetery, you know, in the, uh, you know, uh, you know, by now recognizable 69 Chevelle. And she gets out and she's walking, holding this big, you know, bouquet of sunflowers. Yeah, sunflowers. That was a nice touch. Yeah. And uh, now, do you know any of the background of sunflowers? I mean, I had to look this up, so I, I didn't. Uh, I- I just know that they are called that because they they turn the face the sun as it right. Well, goes. well, they definitely do that. All right. Well, anyway, the sunflower is a Greek symbol of uh, Clytie, who was a water nymph, who was turned into a sunflower after grieving over the loss of her love, Apollo. And the mythological symbolism is that uh, you know, like you mentioned, the sunflower is always facing the sun. Look, right. looking. I had heard that story before. Now, that, looking for now Apollo's chariot to return, yes. 
right, so right. that she might be reunited with her love. So, you know, I, I, I certainly think, you know, significant that it was a sunflower and we'll see. Absolutely. Right. So the voiceover, she's walking, holding these sunflowers in the graveyard and, 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 and the music, which I'll get to in a second, um, you know, she's the voiceovers, you know, talking about uh, Rainer's death. And then she stops in front of a black tombstone. How how awesome was that? I mean, yeah, with Kenzie's Very name on it, and then friend, warrior, heart. And then you know, I'm done crying. I'm done being scared. No one else is going to die on my watch. Whatever it takes, I will get you back. It's them who should be afraid of me. So, you know, now the music I, again. I've well, hold on, go ahead before you move on okay. from that one. I mean, that's because that's a significant line there. A number of reasons, because it's like, who's the them? True, right? They want me to be afraid. Who's who wants you to be afraid? Like, yeah, good point. You know? um, so it, it's it's kind of weird, and also a grammatical mistake there because she should have said, "It's they who should be afraid of me." It's it's a predicate nominative. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, now the music, which is is playing this whole time through this whole closing scene and the artist's name is Keaton Henson and the song's called you and 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 I'm gonna go ahead and put a link up to uh, you know a YouTube version of the of the song of him playing it but you know just if you must wait wait for them here in my arms as I shake if you must weep do it right here in my bed as I sleep if you must mourn my love, Mourn with the moon and the stars up above. If you must mourn, don't do it alone. And, you know, I'm not going to read through the whole song, but just so, you know, what a great song. And, and, you know, just you you couldn't have found a song whose lyrics fit better than this, I don't think. Right. And, again, you know, we talked a couple episodes ago about how the direction really wasn't noticeable and – Certainly, especially at the end of this episode with that, you know, Kenzie's death scene and then this following both through the cemetery, both of them very well done scenes, very evocative, uh, very emotional scenes. As I mean, a graveyard is going to pull out those scenes as they are, but like, I really recall that one that tr- shot following Bo from behind as she kind of walks across this thin trail, I think by like a rock ledge or something. Um, and the camera's behind her as she's walking away from it. And it's just kind of this really, um, you see her alone. You yeah. Know, Cause even though she has all these people around her, uh, I think she's really starting to feel this sense of like responsibility and taking things on, on her own. And, you know, a little bit. So. Yeah. So now, you know, as with any season finale, obviously we're left with questions and, and, uh, you know, I mean, I think we've talked about a lot of the obvious ones, but, um, why is Lauren going to restore Ebony's famous? I mean, is she, is she? Yeah. I mean, uh, I I think it would be in her best interest to do that (laughs) because, uh, (laughs) well, but. If, if Ebony's not a face, she's not a threat, well, right? You know, and now, again, I mean, this is, uh, I think we're still in the experimental stage. So for all she knows, it could wear off. But, um, but you know, so there is that. But I, I, I think, I, look, I mean, part of her charm as a character, Ebony, is is as a fae. So I think that's going to come back. Um, you know, yeah. certainly Tamsin's been redeemed. And, you know, the, we talked about how she's going to integrate. Um you know, the whole idea of Bo, it, I, I guess it's at this point she's now fully committed to her destiny as the Dark Queen. And, you know, I mean, I guess interesting to see, you know, how that plays out. But um, obviously most of the questions here revolve around, uh, you know, Bo and and this uh, coming apocalypse, if you will. I mean, look, obviously the question, um, you know, what's up with Kenzie? Because, I mean, look. Um, you don't watch Intelligence, right? I do not. Okay. Is that show not canceled yet? No, no, and, and, and the numbers are getting better. But you've got a father and a son team 
that that they're scientists and they work on the show. And, and you know, there was a plague in the last episode, it, you know, basically where these people would bleed profusely. And it's like everybody that's that's had it happen to them dies within minutes. Of course, the father gets infected. Oh, well, now suddenly they can like slow it down and and, and right. clear and, and miraculously they can cure him. I'm like, yeah, th- this is going to take at least forty five minutes to cure. Right now, my question with Kenzie is, okay, Bo chose not to bring Hale back because she said she can't. You know, she doesn't right. have enough. Okay, fine, I believed her. Uh, you know, you certainly had mentioned at the time the Leviathan. Well, why did no one think of that? Why did why did they not go to the Leviathan to bring Hale back? So, how are they going to bring Kenzie back? I mean, is she through a significant plot device? Okay, <laughs> but I think the, I mean I think this is the the whole this is the Leviathan, right? She's not in Valhalla. She's gone to the place where the Leviathan was. Okay. I can't remember what they called okay. it. And so, like, the Leviathan said, you're going to be back. And so here is where Bo is going to have to be back. She's got to go back there okay. to get uh, Kenzie, which means we might see more of Hugin and Munin okay. uh, next season, so, which I, I would think. Yeah. I mean, I I think, look, we understand Hale. He's in, uh, you know, that, that hospital show. So he's probably got other commitments. But, uh, uh, you know, I think that would be... That would be a pretty big deal if uh, Senior Solo left the show. So I don't think any of us are really expecting that to happen. Yeah, and, and you know, you had said you hadn't checked her IMDb page, and I went and checked it today. And there's the, the, she has got some project that's in post production now. Yeah, so, so it's probably a know, movie, it, though. It, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's probably yeah. Already. So it, it didn't look like there were any. She had signed on with another TV show just yet. And you're right; that would be. Massive, especially with how I just said before that they've really centered this show on the relationship between Bo and Kenzie uh, to kill off Kenzie. Uh, I mean, it's been done. It's been done. I don't expect yeah. it's going to happen here, but you know, again, I hope they've got a third method. You know, but I mean, just something that's not cheesy. You know, just something that's not cheesy because, right? Uh, you know, this is a character that deserves something better. So. Absolutely. So absolutely. All right. So I actually have a question. Okay. I was thinking about this today. How how did everyone get amnesia in the beginning of the season? Remember, no one could remember Bo. Right. And we thought Rainer had done that right. or the Wanderer had done right. that. But clearly he didn't. Right? Yeah. So So is this like and if we th- then we go back and, and Bo starting to remember like the carousel from season three and and things like that have been popping up over the last two seasons. So was really, is this whole thing with the wander? Was that just the Pyrrhus's evil grand plan that Bo would want to find the wanderer, which would lead her to find Rainer, which would lead her to uniting with Rainer, which would then release, open up his portal. Yeah, I mean, pretty convoluted, but I guess if it works, it works. <laughs> right. I, I don't. I don't know. That's what. That's a, but I started thinking about this. I'm like, wait. So, Rainer had no clue. He didn't even know who Bo was. So he obviously, even though we thought the Wanderer was the one through all of season three, you know, leaving the cards and the little subtle hints and everything. Hmm. But it wasn't him at no. all. Right. Yeah. So who was it? All right. Well, we got a long time to think about it. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a good one. All right. Yeah. You got another one? Um, no, because we said uh, the questions about Kenzie and Valhalla. Um, and the only thing is, I guess at this point, because I, I remember during season three, I was predicting that Tamsin was going to die like every single week. Right. And I would like to once and for all, formally retract my predictions of Tamsin's untimely demise. Okay, well, consider it retracted. Right. At least for, for another season. Okay. But on top of that, I don't know if you saw the Facebook page. Um, well, I mean, a few days ago. All right, so you saw like my prediction. That was before right, I right. watched episode 13. Oh, right, right. right. 
that Kenzie, now I thought Kenzie was going to kind of go off the reservation and was going to get killed, but, but still she got killed. And, and I think both going to have to go back to Valhalla together so, or not Valhalla, but to the Leviathan together. So I think I'm, very likely that prediction will have once again come Well, that, that does make sense, though, you know? Um, yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm liking that. Well, of course, now that we've seen episode 13, it makes sense. But before episode well, 13, I don't well, know. True, true. So, all right, anything <laughs> else? Um, no. Like, that, that That question about the wonder is really my... Okay, well, well, well we can so. revisit that, you know, because, you know, look, as we as we said, what, what we're planning to do... Uh, you know, in the near future is to address the short-lived series. But, you know, from what I've seen pretty awesome and what I've read, uh, you know, certainly the critics liked it, uh, the series Birds of Prey, starring Rachel Scarston. You know, it's uh, Batman has left Gotham City and the ladies take over. And and, uh, so we're going to go, you know, episode by episode, whatever it takes, you know, get your get yourself a copy of Birds of Prey, and you know. So we'll, we'll, whether we're back, uh, you know, next week or you know in two weeks, you know, we'll, we'll uh, be looking at that next, and then I'm sure we'll have some, you know, continuing thoughts. You know, at, yeah, especially if I remember last season we had I really enjoyed doing that listener feedback episode. So if we could get your thoughts, dear listeners, you tell us what you think, your predictions, your questions. Now that uh, season four is in the books, uh, send it along, either by a hash pipe or by email or whatever. Yeah, I think that would be speak pipe, by the way. Oh, speak pipe, right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> However you feel you would like to do. I actually stole that from Clint. I can't, oh, okay. I, I can't even claim that <laughs> as my own. Okay. But, um, so anyway, you know, give us feedback. Give us enough that we can get a decent-sized show out of it and We'll read your letters and comments and play your 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 speak pipe voice stuff. Yeah. Or you can send to us as an MP3 or MP4. Yeah. And yep. Um, so you can drop us a line at fatalistpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, fatalist.podbean.com is the website. Uh, you're on Facebook, and you know we'll keep you posted on Twitter as to what we've got coming up and when and access us through iTunes as always. But until next time. Are you trying to melt me? That's adorable. <laughs>